Hear ye and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll. And tonight I am joined by my very good friends. First of all, we got Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy. And we also have Anthony Amato, who we like to call Shimato. Boys, we are back late, but uh, better late than never. Better late than right? ever, yep. Perfect. We are here to discuss Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Uh-huh. And uh, big apologies to all of our, our faithful listeners, fans, followers, and friends. Um, we, yeah, we're a couple days late. We had a lot of things going on, a lot of sicknesses, a lot of trips, a lot of, a lot of nonsense. But nonetheless, we have made it, and I even forgot to raise my microphone, so there you go. Yeah. We're all out of sorts, but we are freaking fired up to finally talk about this movie, um, and we are so thankful that you are here. Uh, before we get into all the you know discussion and spoilers and all that, uh, we want to remind you to hit the subscribe button wherever you are watching, wherever you are listening, uh, whether you're on YouTube or um, Apple Podcasts, Google, something like that. And also to you know share the podcast um, and leave a leave a review. That would help us out tremendously. Leave a review, leave a comment on YouTube, leave a review on Apple or Google or Spotify. Um, that helps us out a lot. And also follow us on social media at Royal Geek Pod on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, follow us and uh, yeah, cheers to you. So, with that in mind, boys, I, I don't think we need to waste any time, right? No, let's just. I don't dive think in. they want. I don't think they want us to waste any more time. They've been waiting long enough. Yeah, yeah. long enough. Uh, here's your official spoiler warning for Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. Um, yeah, let's just uh, let's just put it out there. Did you guys like it? There's been a lot of you know. How should I say this? Discussion about this movie not being that good. Yeah, there's yeah. Uh, about the Rotten Tomato scores, right? A lot of critique. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Critics uh, gave it a 47 on Rotten Tomatoes. That's right. right. Which, which is, is tied. Tied for the lowest MCU movie ever Oof. with Eternals, I'm pretty sure. It is. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, think about. Um, no, 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 like really think about that. If you're watching yeah. this, you you have watched uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Mm. Like, you, like, hopefully. Um there's no way that this movie is as bad as Eternals. <laughs> no way. No. no, no, no. I'm not saying this is the best movie ever, but good God, it's better than Eternals. Way better than Eternals. Yeah. Way better. Amato, how'd you feel? Um, I mean, I felt like it was incredibly uneven as a movie. Like that, that, that that's what my biggest one of my biggest takeaways from the movie as a whole was. There were moments where I was like zeroed in, and I was like, "This movie is is really good right now." And I just see, it, thought it deserved like something like a B plus to maybe like an A minus rating. Wow! But then okay. there were moments where they completely pulled you out of where you were at, and there it was some of the you know on the lower end of the MCU quality. I would say is okay. where I saw it. It was very uneven. Is the, the biggest takeaway I would have of it. Okay, fair. Justin, fair. Would you um, agree with that? I I really enjoyed the movie. I did. I enjoyed it. Um, however, leaving the movie, I did feel like something was missing. I felt yeah. like I don't know, man. It, like I enjoyed what I was seeing on the screen, but I kind of feel like I was uh, misled. I kind of yeah. feel like cause, misled. Yeah, the the trailers leading up to it, it was like very like dramatic and dark and like ominous, and it, and you thought you were gonna get the, get get that right. Well, and then you go in the movie, and like like Shimano said, you're in the thick of it. You're in like the moment, like zoned in, and they take you take you out of it with a uh, with a random joke or yeah. a forced uh, like something to sense of humor wise. Yes, but, like, it's just forced. Um, but yeah, so I, I enjoyed it overall. Though it's just I just feel like something was missing. 
Well, there was something missing. And it was actually more jokes. It was Louise. We were missing Louise. We, we were. Yeah. We didn't get Louise. We did. We, we did I mean, I mean, I don't really 100% blame him for that because, I mean, he <laughs> would have to pull in a whole new character. I know, yeah. Um, but I was convinced we were going to get them, get him once they came out of the quantum room at the end. How come he wasn't at the uh, birthday party? Yeah, the yeah. birthday party. Anyways. Yeah, he should have been. Um, or would have been, you know, what would have been really cool is if like they had had maybe a secondary storyline where maybe Cassie isn't initially in there in the quantum realm with them. But, you know, maybe she's with Louise and she has to work with, you know, Louise and the ex-cons. And, like, they're working on the outside trying to help them on the inside for, <laughs> for, for, for a moment. And they're, like, you know, working together, maybe playing off each other a little yeah. bit. Maybe they're a little bit, like, off because they're, like, they're literally working with a child. And they're, like, they're not sure, sure exactly sure. <laughs> how to act at that moment. I, th- I, was, I was actually convinced that, that the second post credit scene, which... You know, we'll just save both of those for a little later, okay? But the second one is normally, like, just kind of a funny, yeah. you know, nothing serious. And I was like, it's got to be Louise. Like, if, <laughs> like, why not? Like, just give us Louise for a minute or two in the la- in the second post-credit scene, you know? But What if it, Louise had, w- w- like, had secure, was watching the security camera footage of the moment of them le- going in and then coming out of the quantum realm? And he's just like, just him reacting to that. Yeah, would have yeah. been just hilarious. Just exactly. for like a moment, just like, even if it was only like a heck? few seconds, he's just like, what the heck? Yeah, yeah exactly, like, exactly. You know, something <laughs> just like crazy like that would have been pretty hilarious. Um, all right, so you guys had, you know, some some critiques there. Yeah, you know, I have critiques, yeah. You said uneven, Shimato. Justin, you felt like it was missing something. Yeah, correct. Um, I, my thoughts are, it's interesting. I I love going into a movie knowing what the Rotten Tomato score is normally. I really do. I think it helps me to get, like get prepared for it. Yeah. Um. And when there's a when there's a low number, I'm like I'm going into it with a very defeated attitude. Like I'm like <laughs> I'm ready to be disappointed. Right. And in light of that, and it's pr- and it might be simply because the scores were so low. Maybe if I thought that maybe if I went in and the scores were like eighty eight percent, I would feel let down by the movie. Yeah, but because the the critique scores were so low, I walked out of there thinking, you know what, I that was pretty good. Like I I really enjoyed it for one. Um, I get some of the the comments you guys made for sure. Um, like for example, like for like <sighs> nobody died. <laughs> no, <laughs> you no, know, nobody did. Like, yeah. and and I'm one of these guys that like needs people to die, but you know, it creates stakes. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and I was really shocked that nobody died. You know, um, even Kang. Like, I don't think he's dead, but he, <laughs> he and and if he's actually dead, I'll be more upset. <laughs> to be honest with you, yeah. but I mean, well, the, okay. So the one thing with Kang is literally you can kill off one version, and there are no, 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 know. but no, but the Conqueror version, I don't think they should just kill off like that. Is what I mean. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. But but we will we'll come back. We're just kind of o- opening overall thoughts. Here's where I'll land on this. I think that the I imagine that the critics just their minds couldn't handle the wonkiness of the quantum realm. This movie was basically it felt like a Star Wars movie with all the yes. weirdness and they, they they took the 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 dial and just Turned it up as far as it would go. Yes, that's a, it, that's a very good. It was just so out there, not in its plot. Like, I mean, in some sense, it was uneven. Like, it they would deviate at times, but like, there were there was a clear reason that Kang needed Scott. There was clear stakes for Scott. There was a clear villain with good motives. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, in that sense, the story the storyline checks out. 
So I think what the critics couldn't handle was like how crazy the quantum realm was. And again, it was out there. It, it was wild. I yeah. enjoyed that. I, I think that was one of the things I liked was the, how strange it was. Like it didn't, f- it didn't feel like a Marvel yeah. movie for a large portion of that. And it was because the world was so like okay, I zany. See. So yeah. I, I, yeah. I enjoyed that part of it. I did. Yeah. So I, I just think because the critics c- couldn't wrap their minds around certain aspects of the context, it affected them in their score. Now, again, I think there are fair critiques, which you guys have laid out already. Um, but that being said, I would say, like, I actually I enjoyed this movie. It's not my favorite Marvel movie. Um, but, and there's certain, there's some, thump, yeah, there are some things I would have done differently. But I mean, Kang rocked it. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Kang was. Oh, my gosh. This is great. Yes. So, like, so overall, you know, this, this is the first act of our review here. I think, you know, we are, you know, I don't know where I'd rank this. We don't have to rank it right now, yeah. but I mean, it was it was better than I thought it was going to be. Okay, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was like wasn't I said, as good as I would have hoped. It was enjoyable. It wasn't was enjoyable. as good as I would have hoped, yeah. but better than what I thought in light of all the reviews. Well, here's How's the that? thing: I was going into this thing. This this was going to be epic. This is what I, I even with the reviews or before the reviews. Bef- well, before the reviews. Before the reviews, I was like, this is going to be epic. The, it's going to be insane. Whether you like it or not, the reviews changes the way you go mm-hmm. into a movie. It has to. Yeah, and just. I don't know. Kang, I have like high hopes, which I like I said, he he was great in this movie. Absolutely fantastic. But the like Kang as an entity that's going to supposedly be the the big bad for the next two phases, right? I had just a, a grander view of what was going to happen from this movie. And it may it may still come to fruition. Okay, what but, do you mean? Uh, well, okay, so Kang "Quote unquote," is he dead? Is he not dead? That kind of thing, right? But I really expected him to come out on top and like win, to like therefore set the stakes for oh the rest of these movies coming out. They're they're all building to get to Kang, that kind of thing. Yeah. But now Kang is kind of put in the drawer again. Like he's put back to where n- nobody's really gonna yeah. to worry about him right now. It would have been an interesting idea because of the whole deal that he had with Janet and. Basically, if he just decided to, which would make him an even more interesting character, is if he decided to be like, you know what, I'm not going to push up on this this timeline because this is, I made this deal with Janet, but I'm going to be pushing all these other timelines. So then they have to go in after him. So it would be interesting to see them they have to kind of almost go after him because he's being almost gentlemanly in the sense that he's like, well, I said that I would not take over your world. Or your, your, your timeline. So I'm not going to do that. But I am going to be clipping all these other timelines. So you have to make the choice of do you cross that threshold to because you believe all these other timelines deserve the right to be exist? Or do you stay in your own timeline, stay safe, because you know that it's supposedly safe? Mm, so yeah. that would be an interesting way to play it out. Um he- I mean, overall, I would say technic. I feel like there were there were some technical flaws in the movie, are, but the are, are whole you idea. On, are you staying on Kang right now? Or are you gonna go? Just, go ahead if you got someone Kang. Go. Yeah, I was gonna say something else on Kang. To, to your comment, how you had a grander view. Mm-hmm. I agree that I thought he was gonna come out on top. I was actually shocked. Yeah. That anime won this battle. Right. Um, Correct. I think what Marvel would probably try to tell you is we actually have a grander view because we, it's not just. Kang, it's Kangs, plural, right? I mean, that that seems to be what they're doing. Yeah, I get that. However, Kang the Conqueror is 
in my mind, from what I know from all, he the, is all the, the comic books and everything like that, yes, I get that the Council of Kings, they're a thing, but there is the, the head honcho yeah. who is the conqueror. Right? All right, That's, which we'll come back to that later <laughs> yeah. because I have, a th- I have a fun theory about that one. Okay, but, great. Uh, but we'll come back. We're going to come back to Kang in a minute. Uh, Amano, go ahead with what you're going to say. Um, I, well, I was just going to bring up the whole fact that I felt like there were it had a it had some good points and things like that. I feel there were there were technical flaws in the way that it was it was done, and um, I felt like they they kind of phoned in the exterior CGI, like the background stuff, like not the characters. The characters were interesting, and it was very much so. But I felt like, in a lot of ways, you could really tell that they were like on a blue screen, and I feel like they instead of like instead of potentially creating some sets, they decided to just be like, we're just going to put them up on a screen and have them act through this. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that way, Justin? I mean, there were some choppy CGI in this, uh, for sure. And I, I didn't see it in the characters, but there was definitely some, I don't know, some items in the world, yes. But I'm not going to be too critical on that because it was a, a, a fantasy world of the quantum realm that doesn't exist so it, I mean it is what it is it's, I, I it, can, it exists I can I can accept that <laughs> I can I can accept the the choppy CGI sure. it's fine but it, there were moments that kind of caught me off guard I think it's what's I guess what's good for me is as a as a movie simpleton compared to these two like I almost I mean unless the CGI is like really 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 noticeably bad like Marmaduke Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like Marmaduke. Like unless unless the CGI is just like so crazy bad, I almost never notice it. So like everything that Shimada was just saying, I'm like, yeah, I don't even remember anything yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, I think um, maybe one more critique, and I want to circle back to something you said, Amada, and I'll let you, I'll tee you right. up for this. Um and then I want to talk more about just the plot, the finish, and certainly speculation that's what's really gonna be fun here tonight um when you said it was uneven before the pod you mentioned a couple things that you really felt like made it uneven in like the climax of the movie yes and i i'd like to talk about those actually because i really agree on one of them for sure okay so i felt like it going into the climax there was um i felt like the movie kind of went there it was started out pretty well and then had a little dip and then it really took off i felt like it had a, some moments that were really taking off that, that were really, really cool. And then they get to this climax that is here, and I felt like they were leaning towards something, but I feel like there were multiple times where they pulled you out of the action, out of the moment, to be extra funny, like unnecessary moves that they made. And I know, I, I understand, Ant-Man is supposed to be funny, but I feel like the moment that like Cassie is talking to Modoc after she beats him up is like it just pulls everything out of it and then she goes back it's like it's way too long it's like it, it should have been like a second or two interaction and then back into the action but it made it like a almost like a 30 second scene that just I felt like took way a lot out of the the momentum of the climax in my opinion yeah Everything with Modoc, not not sorry, not everything with Modoc, but everything with Modoc's conclusion, um, redemption, quote unquote. I I was like, come on, yeah, yeah. I was like, come on. And again, I I think it's true, just like you said, Amato, because it's an Ant Man film. They try to a little lighthearted, a little bit. 
Um, but the whole like stop being a dick. Yeah. Like yeah. and um Yeah. <laughs> and just like <laughs> He's now he's an Avenger, you know. Oh my gosh! Oh, yeah. Yeah, Which like, that part was a little funny. Yeah, but I did enjoy it. that. Was yeah, funny. yeah, that yeah. part was a funny line. But just and just Scott's reaction to he's like, I, I think it yeah. would have been better if like Cassie overcame him and, and if defeated him. Yeah, you know, that would have been yeah. much better. Yeah, uh, in my opinion. But um, yeah, so that's what I would yeah. say there. Which actually, like to tell you the truth, I liked the fact that they brought Darren back as Modok. I thought that was I cool. thought that was a really cool way to like you know take a character that already existed that you kind of thought you were already done with. Do something that makes sense for him to be it connects, you know, connect into this world. It wasn't just you know a random off scene thing that happened. It's like, oh yeah, he definitely got crushed, and you could see the idea of him being crushed into this shape that would be Modok. You know, it makes sense. He was a very, you know, his ambition and stuff got got in the way. And to tell you the truth, the actual the whole stop being a dick thing didn't make sense for Darren's character at all because he was a dick. <laughs> like like that was a that was a part of his being. Like yeah. that was not like it wasn't even like he was a guy who, you know, started out with good intentions and then, you know, and then became something else. It always kind of felt like he had that underlying, you know, <laughs> it, it, that part of him that that was a part of he, who he was and that was a part of what, you know, what made his character interesting. So they kind of took that away from him once he became uh, once he, you know, made that turn, uh, you know, as Modoc, you know, away from, um, yeah. away from being a dick. A- and then there was another moment where, you know, Cassie, when Cassie comes up on um, Scott, uh, when he's doing his assault on uh, King's Fortress, and I, I just felt like the, even that moment where she's he big, comes, right? Yeah, when she's big and he comes over, I felt like that kind of took out of it what was happening in the climax. Too. It was stalling the motion of the. Of the movie, in my opinion, like I understand, you know, oh, you get this cool moment where he gets to see his daughter as she, you know, is able to size up, but it it just felt like it was taking away from the actual momentum of the story. Yeah, and again, that's it's something Marvel likes to do in big fight scenes, climaxes, where there's like little, but normally they're just short little funny exactly. little things like when thor and and captain america like switch between the hammer and the axe yeah you know like yeah, it's brief quick little it's moment. brief yeah but the thing with scott lang or scott and uh cassie it, it was just like this like it, it would just would have been like i don't know yeah i agree it could have been better and I, I think the problem is with the ant-man franchise like the way the movies have been they're just they're flat out comedies they're hilarious and they've had bad villains yeah, they've had forgettable villains. Very forgettable villains. Like, yeah. and and yeah. they have they've had two of the most forgettable villains in the whole MCU. So when you when you compare that to literally Kang the Conqueror, <laughs> that's why we feel that's especially what you're saying, right? That's why it just feels like, you know, it just didn't. Yeah, yeah, it didn't connect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Are we are we gonna talk about, like things we didn't like here? Is that what you still man? You, what else you got? Oh, I got I got a list, man. Oh, he's got a list. Oh, he's got, got a list. list. He's I got mean, receipts. I do have some okay, go ahead. That I was no, I was trying to get positive, but well, hey, you know, I, hey, the people are here for listen, the here the negativity guys, okay, too. It has to do with the climax. Okay, okay yeah, that's great. Go okay. ahead. Uh, you guys didn't like the Modok being a dick thing and Cassie hugging him. I didn't really yeah. mind the Cassie hugging him because this whole the whole entire thing they were going back and forth, uh, and that was kind of like the culmination of okay they do love each other that kind yeah. of thing right but uh my biggest gripe are you ready for this the whole movie but yeah my biggest oh, gripe the whole, right, whole movie I'm, yeah buckle up i can't wait i i almost wonder the, the okay go ahead was the, it like, the ants what did you, was it's it, the freaking ants, it's the ants man. the coleman the, like the, I, the I convenient plot the conv- convenient plot like device 
Oh my gosh, dude! I saw the ants go into the quantum realm, and I'm like, okay, cool, right? That's gonna that's not gonna play a factor. Oh no, I knew that was gonna play a factor and then immediately. They have the the whole scene where Hank Pym is like, oh look, they found me. I, I heard something, and then it, like they go through his whole flashback and his hearing aid, and then they're communicating, trying to search. And then apparently they went into the quantum realm, and they were there. They lived a thousand years in one year a, and developed their eight. technology. Yeah. And then they go and save the day and defeat Kang. Like it's an Ant Man movie, bro. Dude, what do you expect? Yeah, the ants are going to show up. No, listen. You take the ants out of the movie. The movie ends the way I wanted to with Kang on top. This, this was ridiculous. The whole ant thing. Yo, when he says, when Kang says to him, and you talk to ants. Yeah. I was like, let's freaking go. And then all the ants show up. I loved yeah. it. No, man. I. Amada, I do you love it? Hate it? I mean, I, I. I. Okay, so. It took me out of everything. The the plot line, I mean, it was a little, oh, the, the plot man. line was a, a little wonky in that sense. The, the whole thousand years lifetime, is I'm okay with, because they've kind of already established that that's what happens. Yeah, time, when, just things work differently there. Yeah, well, not, not just that, but also in Ragnarok. It happens in Ragnarok where when, because um, th- Loki ends up coming out, even though they basically go in at the same time, Loki lands about, a week or a week or a month before um, oh, Thor, yeah, Thor even shows up, so it's showing that those things kind of things can happen. So I understand that as an idea. I do think it was a little bit um, convenient. It was convenient, but you also have to think about okay. So how else would they even get an upper hand? Because they're, they're not they supposed to. It's yeah. King the Conqueror. They're not supposed to get the upper hand. He was supposed to win, and they were supposed to be trapped in the quantum realm or something like that. He gets out, and then. The whole rest of Phase Five and Six roll on. That's exactly what's supposed to happen. Uh, yeah, I but will, see, uh, but uh, but it it feels like then the King Dynasty movie doesn't make sense. If no, it, the King Dynasty does make sense because he does stay true to his word. And he leaves Janet alone, like Shimato says, and he goes out ripping off all the other timelines. And then at the very end of King Dynasty, he's like, "Okay, there's only one timeline left, and I'm going to take it." That was, that's how it is. But then it's not. But then the threat isn't Kang the Conqueror. It's or the, but then the threat isn't the Kang Dynasty. It's Kang the Conqueror. Well, the Kang Dynasty. If you think about the dynasties, right? Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not about a culmination of people, right? I it's, think here it is. That's well. That's the way you're interpreting it right now, right? Because but, that's what they're but doing. But the Kang Dynasty. It's him. It's his reign. It's his dynasty. Like he's taking over mm-hmm. the timeline. So therefore, it is all about him. So that's why he's the taking over. You just the- sound like the kid who didn't get what he wanted on Christmas right now. <laughs> Listen, the ants the ants took me out of that whole mm. thing, man. I, I didn't say, mind the ants. I'm not going to lie. I didn't particularly like the fact that both Kang got defeated and they did not get stuck in the quantum realm. I felt like there had to be <laughs> okay. something had to have happened. You just mentioned a gripe of mine. Yes. It felt like... When Cassie just reopens the portal, oh yeah, yeah, no without deal. without anything to like any to, any explanation of how that's now possible, because beforehand, like Modok had to receive the signal and then send it back. Remember? Yeah. So now it's just like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm gonna just go save them again. Open it, yeah. Well, I mean, like, that I didn't like. Like, I, I mean, I understand. Like, basically, she's just sending a signal down for them to be able to to kick it back. Mm-hmm. I understand that, but I felt like it took away anything in that fight scene that mattered. Took the stakes away. Yes. Yeah. Because in that fight scene, it's all like, you know, you know, he's just had this grand line where he's like, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to win. Just both, just both of us have yeah. to lose. Completely. Like that means nothing now. Disregard it. Like yeah. Just disregard it. Sure. I'll, I'll give you that. And mm-hmm. the fact that, um, Hope came back for him. Like that was supposed to be. That should have been a big thing. 
but now it's not. Like, th- it should have been one of those things where, like, um, it reminds me almost of... Oh, yeah, like Hope's a, in this movie. Almost forgot. Yeah. <laughs> it, it almost reminds me of, like, um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where they had, you know, where they get trapped on the planet. And, it, like, there was stakes when they were there. And when they were, you know, there was desperation and stuff like that. But there was none of that. Like, there should have been some time where Hope and, you know, where Hope and Scott got stuck on the planet and they were, like, kind of had to almost live their lives a little bit outside yeah, I, I think that would be cool too yeah yeah like maybe he gets he he maybe there's like a line where he like there she isn't able to quite open it up back yet and they have to it's gonna take some time to work it out and scott just gets like one last thing to say to her and he's like i'm sorry i have to do this to, to you again cassie like this that would be like a heartbreaking line that would just be like i feel like would have given a lot more yeah, like remember when he's character. like freaking out? Is she okay? And is she okay? And and Hope says, "Yeah, she's safe. She's fine." And it's like it felt like when she said that, Hope knew that they were both going to be stuck there. Yeah, and then you're yeah. right. Like as soon as that portal opens again, it's like, oh, oh okay, they're okay, gone. Okay, sure. Yeah. yeah, they got out. All right. What, all what, what was another? What was another thing you hated? <laughs> another thing that I hated. Oh man, um, people okay. are loving this content. No, are they now? Yeah. Um, okay, so. One of my big ones. Oh, that one was my. This big is one. number two. This is number two. All right, and when they're when he's in the probability uh, storm. storm, yeah, and we got too many Baskin Robbins, uh, Ant Man, Paul Rudd. Yeah, oh, like too too much of not too, too many. much too much. Okay, or yeah. is one? Or are you saying it's one too many? Is that it's one too many. Like, oh, that was we shouldn't a serious, even got that it. was a serious moment. Like where in the probability of him being in the probability realm is a Baskin Robbins Paul Rudd going to show up? No way. The only thing I would say to that is like the fact that there was the only variation from Ant Man. Right. Like if there would have also been another version where he's dressed another way. Yeah. Then for me, but it no. But yeah. it had to be the Baskin Robbins. Sure, I'll give it, you that. That took me out of it too, man. Okay. Again, I think that's the Ant Man franchise it, trying n- to be funny. nitpicky. Nitpicky. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. For yeah. Sure. That's but okay. it's a serious moment. You like, could be he's, nitpicky here. He's he's fighting or, himself because they all can't agree on something, right? And then they finally do decide to. Like or at the, the very purpose. least, the very last thing that the Bastaramos one done, if it hadn't done it, like where it was like, oh, and it, as it fell and like mm-hmm. stuff like that, if it hadn't done that, it would have been okay. Because I understand like having the Bastion Robbins there is like you're really trying Product to show marketing. like there are like <laughs> these infinite possibilities of what he could be. <laughs> Yeah, but you in know? in that moment in the storm, there is no probability of Baskin Robbins being there. Like in the probability storm, like talking about Jack. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. There you go. Yeah, but yeah. So I, that I just I don't know, man. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Any other negativity from you two? I mean, I, like the biggest negativity <laughs> Fuel the fire. that uh, oh, that I, I have good left things, in me. I a lot of good things. We'll get there. Is I do feel like there were moments where I thought I was watching. Uh, a prequel Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, just cause all the talking? Not because of all the talking, but the, like... Visuals? The visuals. I okay. felt like I was watching, like... Uh, once again, I felt like they got away... In my mind, I was thinking about how Star Wars got away from its practical effects when they were when they got their hands on all this technology in 1999. And I kind of feel like the MCU is, unfortunately, in some ways leaning in that direction as well now instead of using more practical effects they are going after the i forgot what it's called what is it called the um the 360 
theme of like the Mandalorian used. And I actually just watched a documentary on the Thor Love and Thunder movie, and that's a, that was the first MCU movie to use that 360 um, thing, and we all know how that yeah. movie felt. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> like, I feel like, I don't know, there's potentially this path that the MCU might be heading down that is not so kind if they're going to continue to use the heavy, laziness. Heavy CGI. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, well... Those are, you know, Thor, Love and Thunder, and then, um, you know, <laughs> Quantumania are two movies with context that are is going to, they're going to rely on CGI. But there will be other properties that, you know, hopefully won't need to. Well, and I'm much. okay, look, on the big shots, like the big shots and all that kind of stuff like that. But when you're in a, re- when you're in a cantina, you can make a cantina scene without having to be everything in there be CGI ex- like the, I understand the 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 aliens in, or the quantum people in the quantum mania, but you don't have to have a random you know like you can build a set that looks like a bar in quantum mania that's a physical set. Sure, yeah, that's fair. All right, I think that's enough negativity. Okay, enough yeah. negativity. Shame on you two. <laughs> All right, shame. Yeah, uh, a couple DC fans just ready to get back at Marvel. <laughs> You're waiting for this. You're waiting for this. Oh gosh, um, that better be a home run, or I swear uh, I'm done. Trust me, I, I better be too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk. Let's talk positively about yeah. Quantumania because there were some good things. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Very yeah, there were really good things actually. Um, two jokes that really hit for me. Okay. Oh, yeah. Re- really good actually, and it's when Kang is having the conversation with uh, Scott in when he's locked up in jail. And uh, Scott's like, I'm an Avenger. Like, you made a mistake, buddy. I called, I called my pals, and like, they're on their way in or whatever. And then King's like, he's like, Avenger? Like, did I kill you? Like, which one are you? Are like, you? Like, it, all, it all runs together. And, and then he's, yeah. Like, and then he says, Are you the one with the hammer? And Scott, Scott's like, No, but I can see <laughs> the similarity. Yeah, the physique. Yeah. Yes, we have a similar physique. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh that was gosh. good. That yes. was that was a that was a great one. Dude. Well, that was which even just like the delivery of that line by Jonathan Majors was just like. Like dripped with like in the intensity and the malice. Yeah, like I loved it. Like chilling, I loved the fact chilling, that he was yeah. like, he was like, oh, he's like, it all runs together. Oh, mm-hmm. just that, that idea of it's almost like in the in the uh, Batman Beyond episode where he was like, like, where he's like, oh, you killed so many, you know, you, you killed so many of my family or something like that. And the guy's like, do you have any idea how much that does not narrow down? Yeah, things that does for not me? narrow down. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's great. Yeah, J- Jonathan Majors just. Himself, yeah. Like, I mean, charisma, fantastic. presence, yeah. It's yeah. fantastic. Great. Gr- they gave him plenty of screen time. Um, I love how we, how they w- made us wait and wait and wait and yeah. wait. Yeah. Before they even said his name. Yeah. And then and then the they way alluded. they and I love the way they had Janet say his name, like when she touches his mind. Sounds really weird to say that. Um, <laughs> like his shit. Yeah. And you could see in her face the horror. And when she just says, who is Kang? Mm. Like, it, it felt so heavy. Yeah. It yes. really did. I, lo- I love that. Um, I love how they, made us, how they made us wait for that. And, and really, like, I just, uh, man, I just, I, I, I was blown away by his performance. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I love the fact that they, his moments with Janet were really cool because, like, it was, it's one of those moments where, like, as an audience, you know, like some, you, you know so much more about this character than the hero in the moment knows, you know. So it was True. really cool because you're seeing him, 
And, like, you don't really, you know, you understand. Like, Janet has no reason to not think that he's just a guy, you know, and that, you know, everything that he everything that he is is, you know, and you see him slowly manipulating and going through what's going through. And it's just really cool because, like, you know, at a moment it's going to be revealed that he is, you know, who he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I will say, like, obviously for me, Kang was like my favorite thing about this movie. But my number two is Janet. And she, Michelle Pfeiffer killed that role, man. She did a great job. And she portrayed a lot of the emotions in the conversations with Kang. Like, like you said, the way she said his name. But uh, she did that throughout the entirety of the movie. Like, she was a very focal point in, in the actual, like, drama plot yeah. of it all. And I, I enjoyed her performance, uh, hands down. Mm. Another thing, and again, we'll, we'll, we're going to come back. We're going to finish talking about Kang and the future and everything. So we'll come back to Kang for sure. Don't worry. I know we keep teasing everybody. <laughs> but that's kind of what this movie did, in fairness. Um, guys, we got Cheaty in this movie. That's right. Yes. Yes, yes we did. Yes, we did. So one of the Freedom Fighters <laughs> is, um, what's the actor's name? I don't even, do you guys know? Uh, not off the top of my head, no. You'll search. Um, one of the Freedom Fighters was uh, one of the characters, one of my favorite characters from The Good Place, the comedy uh, which we talked about before in our uh, we did a bracket. Yes, we did talking about comedies, comedy shows, series. Uh, but Cheedy, and he was a telepath, and really just all of his moments interacting with Cassie and oh, Scott yeah. were fantastic. And William William Jackson Harper, William Jackson Harper. Okay, and even like for the Good Place fans out there, like it f- literally felt like. Like that was actually cheating. Yeah, himself it did. Too. It so, did. So that was awesome. And all of his interactions were truly great. Which, which yeah. my second joke that really hit was the, was the one where uh, how many holes is he at? Oh. Like seven holes. <laughs> yeah. And then you, there's the pause, the brief pause. Yeah, and he's it, like, yeah, he's right. Yeah, 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 yeah he's, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's so good. So yeah. good. So it had its moments. It had yeah. its moments. All right. I think the fun thing we need to do is just um, speculate. Yeah. So why don't we do this? First of all, can I just add one last thing? Yes, please. please. I loved please. the drop of the name Modoc the first time by oh, Bill Murray's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the fact that he doesn't say Modoc, that he sa- says it out. Oh, yeah, and that's that, right. Like, and I was like, th- that was awesome. I loved it. You know, it was a nice thing to where, like, if you knew, you knew, but, you know, it was just a, a nice little, like, underhanded softball for any, you know, comic book fans. Yeah. And and the thing about it, the, a lot of critics are hating on on Modoc and everything, but there's no realistic way to make him. No, it has commi- to be. It has to. I mean, the quantum realm was the best place for something yeah. like this to happen. Because this, you, I could not see this outside in the actual, like standing next to Captain America. There's no way. No. There's no way. Like no. So I can't this, either. honestly, I'm not gonna even. I'm not gonna harp on it. Yes, it looked a little weird. Yeah, it looked a little weird. Modoc is weird. Yeah, Modoc. Yes, Modoc is very strange. And, He's a uh, very strange character. I so, do feel like they probably could have kept his. You know, helmet on more often. <laughs> oh yeah, I, agree I felt. With that too. I, although I felt like the a Kylo lot of, Ren treatment. Keep yes. the helmet on. Yeah, keep the helmet on. I did feel like there were a lot of characters that were <laughs> unnecessarily taking off and putting on their helmets in the movie. Like I don't know why. I just was like it seemed like every five seconds, Ant Man was either taking it off or putting it back on. Same thing with just about every single character that had yeah. a helmet. Even <laughs> Kang was like on and off. <laughs> Maybe it's got to charge up. Who knows? Ah, who knows? <laughs> um, okay, another thing I love, too, before we speculate about the future. Um, you know, when, when Scott wins, 
quote unquote, and then he's back in San Francisco and he's walking, uh, and, it's, and it's the same as the beginning. Mm-hmm. He's walking down the street and he's just going to his favorite coffee shop and all this, and and he's kind of self narrating. Now he's got to pay twenty dollars because yeah, yes. yes. <laughs> um, he starts second guessing himself. Yep. Yeah. This, this was powerful scene. That, I, yes, I loved it. I yes. loved it. every moment of this. I think I, I even told my wife I was like, this is actually a great way for them to end this because. He is in torment. Yeah. Because of what he knows, what this guy's capable of, and the fact that time itself, like, he can't even trust what he's living right now. And it made me second guess. Like, when he started slowing down and it got really ominous, I thought we were going to have a moment where we realized, oh, yeah, you actually didn't win. I cannot tell you. One thing I would have loved to have seen is in any of those moments, you just see, like, you don't something in the have, background. Just like you see. A version of Kang just yes. sitting back, yes. just like not even like it has to be anything big, but just like you know maybe he's sitting in the background in the restaurant or he's one Reading of the a newspaper people, mm. you know. Or this good. would have been way too close, but like if, at, at the end, if like the server that, that had been Kang, like you, well you don't see him, like he's not paying attention. Do you guys like any dessert? You know, like something yeah, like that. Uh, like or, or like they when he brought he brought something. And, like, everyone's paying attention to what's actually on the table. But, like, you see, and it just kind of, like, pans up. And as he walks away, it's, like, it's Kang. Yes, But yes. just showing that he's there, he's in that menacing nature, I thought would have been really yes. cool. But I would have loved that. Yeah. It, no, that whole narration was well done, man. Yes. He, he yeah. was his second-guessing himself. He's, like, this guy, he knew what was coming, and he said he was the only one who could stop it. And if he's telling the truth, like, yeah, the, yeah. what have I done? Cause, Did cause we lose? there is yeah. that thing, like, you, you know, it, it is very much... You know, you know, with Kang, it's very much like there are versions of him that are, in, in general, every version of Kang is some version of evil. But it's very, it's very varying between you're talking sure. about anti-hero version of evil, or are you talking about, you know, Thanos level yeah, evil. Yeah. You know, well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, okay, let's do it. All right. In my mind, I'm just gonna say this right now. Uh, there is no way. I just cannot see how Marvel would actually kill off Kang the Conqueror, this particular version, this particular variant, quote-unquote the, the strongest, most powerful Kang variant, probably the closest villain to the level of Thanos that Marvel has. I find it hard to believe that that guy would actually be dead by the hands, nonetheless... <laughs> Of Ant-Man. <laughs> okay? No. Yeah. So it's like, I know that in the first post credit scene, which we're going to get into those right now, um, I know that, you know, um, one of those three leader Kangs said that, like, basically confirmed. Well, I don't know if he confirmed, but it, it led, 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 us, led all of us to believe that Kang the Conqueror is dead. But in my mind, it's like it looked very much like he got trapped inside his uh, yeah, probability storm. Yeah, in, inside his little contraption, his little power source, yeah. and it shrunk again. And yeah, he's probably stuck in a probability storm right now. Which, Wait. which honestly, I think will. There's my. Th- I have theories about that. Yeah, so. I, th- I think it might make him stronger. Yes, I agree. So I believe that he is trapped in the probability storm in the core of his. Yeah. Um, All right, so buy or sell. Yeah. Kane the Conqueror is alive. Yeah. You're Buy. buying? Yeah. Yes. Buy okay, that. so we're all buying. Yeah. Great. So he's trapped in there, and it's all variations of probabilities of, of him, right? So why would that not only make him stronger? Because he sees every possible scenario of yeah. what he would yeah. do. And now not only is he 
learning and, and figuring out these ways to how he can better himself, he's probably going to emerge from that thing like an unstoppable force. And I think yeah. that's I think that's what's truly going to happen. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very similar to like the idea of like when Doctor Strange saw all the probabilities, you know. Um, when in um, in Infinity War, mm. um, and he's basically just like, well, and he was able to see the one path that took him to it. Well, that's what kind of how Kang very well might be is where he sees all these probabilities, and he knows what is the one with the best chance of him being successful. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think so. So, okay, um, what do we think? <laughs> like, so we all think he's alive. Yes, I agree with that. Um, however, the 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 thought of him being dead is what sparks the first post credit scene. Which let's freaking talk about that. <laughs> yes. Um, by the way, two of the best post credit scenes in one movie that we've ever had. I in agree. My opinion. I agree. Yeah. They were solid. Solid yeah, post credit awesome. scenes. Yeah. It would have. It would take some time to compare this to other movies that had two post credit scenes that were this good. But holy smokes! Yeah. The the Council of Kings scene was. <laughs> It was wild. Um, Dude. Yeah. The fe- well, first you get the the talking between the three of them. Uh, and Mortis is the one with the big giant hat on. Um, Who talks like yeah, this? Yes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty and much then, just Forrest Whitaker. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, but they're having their discussion about, um, is he dead? And he said, I, I wouldn't have called you all here if he wasn't, that kind of thing, right? And then they like pan out into this big giant coliseum uh, arena and uh, portals are opening, which similar portals to how Reed Richards made his appearance in Multiverse of Madness. Right. Yep. Which, obviously, Kang is a descendant of uh, Reed Richards. So right, right, yeah. right. But anyway, um, they're just all there. Every, every, Everybody's there. All the Kangs. All variants of Kangs. And that was just... Thousands of them. So wild to see. And when they pan up to the top of the, the Coliseum, that whole panel, that scene, is, like, directly out of the comic book. Like, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's insane. Yeah. It was it was awesome to see. So the other the other two. So you had Immortus up there. Rama Tut mm-hmm. was the um, f- Egyptian pharaoh looking Kang. Yes. Uh, and did you see how his like scars were like gold? Yeah. That was sick, dude. I mean, that looked awesome. Uh, the other one that like had like a spacesuit on or something looked yeah. like Tron. Like I don't know what that was. Who? Do you guys know who that is? Well, I mean, do we the, know. I know there's the, some, there's. There's supposed to be four. Like, there's four. Uh, Kang is one of them, like, the top ones. Kang the, top, the Conqueror. Yeah, Kang the Conqueror is, uh, like, one of the top ones. And then it's Immortus, um, Tut, and then... Tut. Yes. Yeah. And then the, the, the other one's supposed to be Scarlet Scarlet Sentinel, I believe is what Centuri- it is. Centurion. Yes, Centurion. Yeah, Scarlet Centurion. Centurion. But he wasn't wearing red, so I don't know if that was... I don't know if that was on purpose. He was wearing blue, so I don't know what who that like if that was him or not. Too much red in yeah. the, in Marvel, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. But, we uh, don't, we don't know that PR. I have seen Scarlet. I have seen people arguing about who that third one was. Yeah. So maybe we don't have to speculate on that. But but clearly, what Immortus says is um, when when they say that they did it, I, I'm assuming he means like the Avengers. Yeah, that's what I was gathering too. It's got to be yeah. because because. You know, this isn't the first time that they've dealt with the multiverse, and that's what he said. Like they're beginning to touch the multiverse, they're yeah. beginning to affect. Yeah. What did he say? Uh, like uh, the branches, their the timeline. I, I think they did say touch. Touch, yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was an odd. It was odd, but it was fitting as well. Yeah, as the way yeah. They said it, and uh, so they kind of view the Avengers. I think my interpretation of that is they they view the Avengers as a threat. Yeah, you guys got that too. Yes. Yeah. And also, I mean, 
No Way Home and Multiverse of Madness plus Ant Man Quantumanium, I think what led to the them being like, Okay, they're they're a threat now because they yeah. are dabbling in in this world that they thought was only theirs that, that, that only they knew yeah. how to access correct yes yeah. yeah so they so they're gonna want to take them out so so i think that sets up the kang dynasty which is i believe all these kangs all these variants they're gonna come after the avengers in in our universe 616 hmm yeah yeah they're gonna play a factor they are gonna play a factor um i just don't know how that's gonna play out on screen if it's all of them versus the avengers that kind of thing right yeah well i I think it would be interesting to see if it's like a they almost the avengers almost get duped a little bit like the this version uh like all the them they come to this and then king the conqueror shows up maybe 75 percent of through the first avengers movie and actually helps them defeat the other versions and it, it helps the avengers but then we find out basically the only reason he did that was so that he could get back control. And then he turns on the Avengers, and by the end of the movie, Kang is once again, very very similar to like Infinity War, Kang is on top. And then the whole second one is kind of them getting back to a point where they can defeat him. Well, this kind of segues my theory. It's, it's, it's similar, a little different, but... I could see a world. I'm gonna just say it now, and maybe maybe this doesn't happen. But if it does, we're gonna come back to this pod. You guys are gonna remember that T Roll predicted this. What if the Kang variants are so difficult? And this is what He Who Remains said, right? And and and, and Loki is fully aware of this now, and Ant Man gets this now, and the Avengers in the middle of Kang Dynasty are gonna see just how bad. Uh, all these variants are that they need some help, and guess what they t- guess what they do? They turn to Ant Man. He jumps in the quantum realm, sets him free. He sets him free, and just like just like Kang the Conqueror needed Ant Man, now Ant Man needs King. needs him, hmm. and sets up because because it's like at least with him it's one guy as opposed to all of the right. all these variants. And then, so then that's what kind of finishes off the dynasty. But then, of course, obviously, Kane the Conqueror can't be trusted. And that's what, that's what leads to secret wars um, following that. So, okay. I can see it, man. Yeah, I can, oh, see, I can it. see it too. I can see it. I, I can get behind that. I like that. It'd be sick. But either way, like, if Kane the Conqueror is, <laughs> is dead at the hands of Ant Man, yep. shame on you, Marvel. I am going to be blown away. Yeah. Because we wanted Ant Man to take out Thanos. Don't forget. <laughs> we wanted that theory. It's true. Yep, that's the and we one. didn't get that one. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> nice. Nice. Okay. Should we talk about the second? Yes, absolutely. Which this got me really, oh really gosh, excited. So excited. Yeah, sure. So excited. I didn't think we were, again, I thought we were going to get a funny one. That's normally Marvel's MO. If you get two, usually the second one is just a comical. Comical. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we see a somewhat of a presentation. Looks at first, at first thought it was like a talent show, but it looked like a expo in a yeah. sense. And um, it was Victor Timely, yep. which in the comics I, I learned. I learned this. I know all this. I had to learn some of this. We were dealing with Kang. There's a lot of things from the comics I don't know. Uh, one of the another variation of Kang in the comics, and Victor Timely is a guy who had invented space travel or was about to, or sorry sorry time travel 
And it looked like this was like, I don't know, what would you guys say? Late 1800s? 1800s? Yeah, mid 1800s, mid to late 1800s. Yeah, yeah. Or, or it could be early 1900s, but certainly in that yeah. turn of the century. Um, and, and then, dude, you see Loki. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. In yeah. the crowd. And, and he says, that's him, or he, there he is, or something like that. <laughs> and then Mobius right next to him. And Mobius him. is right there. So, I mean, oh. I, clearly, this is a scene directly from the next season of Loki. Loki which I then remembered when seeing that. It's like, oh my gosh. We're getting the season. That's this yeah. summer. <laughs> yep. And I cannot freaking wait for that. Yeah. So, that's going to be, it's going to be wild. It's going to be I don't, I don't have any theories on what that is. Do you guys have any? Well, see that. Okay. So here's the thing. Um, we got Kang and Ant-Man. Yes. Now he's gone. Right. However, Loki is, was introduced to Kang oh. at the end of yeah. season one. And then yep. season two, I guess is going to have some sort of, uh, dealings with stopping variations of Kang, which could be cool to see if that is the case. Um, yeah, I pro- but, maybe. Yeah, but that will that will kind of dabble us more into Kang as a, as a character mm. moving forward in the phases five yeah. and six, or at the very least, like maybe they're just dealing with the fact of like what what they're doing because of the fact that now they're all grouping together. Like maybe the whole idea of Kang the Conqueror being out of the picture momentarily. And all these other Kings coming together is throwing off so many timelines. The TVA would be very interested in that fact, you know. And they're just seeing like all this weird dealings that are just going on with all these different Kings, and they're just trying to figure out what the what the heck is going on yeah. more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. And like, what what is the TVA post He Who Remains? Like, there's clearly another Kang who's ruling it because that statue we right. see. Yeah, correct. But is it another? Benevolent Kang, or is it like a, one who is uh, looking to rule, D- conquer, yeah. dictator? Yeah, I mean, we have no idea. Um, gosh, and there's just there's so many variations and variants, um, so many versions of Kang from the comics. So I'm I'm really excited to see what mm-hmm. what they're gonna do. I have no idea. Um, all right, am I missing anything? Uh, not that I can think of. No, no. Wow, is that, I feel like man. Mar- what I gather from this is Marvel needs to do better. Okay. Marvel, sure. Marvel needs to do better. They need to yeah. get they need to get back to their roots, get back in touch with their roots, and they need to start producing quality products, yeah, rather than just producing quantities of products. Yeah, I I am starting to feel that same kind of way where maybe they need to start trimming the amount that they're actually putting out each year. Well, they're doing that already. You guys know that, right? Yeah. Because Correct. like th- they said, like the shows, like they're slowing down. Yeah. The the like. They're gonna fo- they're gonna do less of those series so that they have more time to to work on them and, and let them shine. Or yeah. at the very least, and they're going to put out more content like that. Like, and it, maybe it's a terrible idea, but like, have <laughs> Let's hear it. an MCU canon version, and then have a non-canon where they can have a sandbox. You know, if they want to have these extra like series that are not. You know, directly related to related to the MCU timeline. This isn't DC, Shimato. Everything has to connect. They just spent fifty-two <laughs> billion dollars to purchase Fox so that it can all connect. They're not going to do that. Just enjoy fair, what if. Fair okay? enough. Fair enough. <laughs> just enjoy. You'll, what you'll get what if. Just pipe down over there. You'll get what if. <laughs> well, what if is even <laughs> not even not canon anymore for the most part. Yeah, I guess so, but. It, it's close enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In their mind. In their mind. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see where yeah, Marvel I mean, goes from again, here. I mean, again, I was... I have high hopes for Guardians Volume 3. I have extremely high hopes for that. Yeah. 
It looks pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I just think with Quantumania, I'll tell you this. If it didn't, I'll, okay, I'll say this. If Quantumania didn't have such an incredible villain, mm-hmm. I think I would feel a lot better today. Or okay. sorry, sorry, sorry. A lot, a lot worse. worse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if, if I wasn't so, if it didn't have two amazing post credit scenes. Yes, yes. That sets up the future. Yeah. I think I'd feel a lot worse. Definitely, because if, if the takeaway was, oh, Kang's done, of course, I would be pissed. Yeah. But because I didn't believe that, um, and because those post-credit scenes were awesome, and Kang is just, John the Majors killed it, that helped me with this movie. I, I loved it a lot more than probably it deserves. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Still well, up. Overall, it was enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, if you know, a few weeks ago we ranked all of the Phase Four projects. For me, this would be a lot higher than most of those. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. I don't remember exactly where. I mean, I you're competing against uh, She-Hulk, so well, I mean, uh, certainly higher than She-Hulk. <laughs> uh, yeah, higher than She-Hulk, higher than Eternals. I know that for sure. Oh boy, yeah. You know, like <laughs> I still cannot believe it's got the same, same score, score as Eternals. Yeah. yeah. Huh? They need to put that in perspective. Like when they're looking at these things, like when you, you're 47 percent, yeah. Look at Eternals, wish? like maybe okay, we should maybe, maybe it's a little, a little better. Yeah. On top of the fact that Eternals also stole like an extra 45 minutes of our lives, <laughs> then <this laughs> we will never would have. <laughs> maybe a, maybe a jester review on Eternals. Oh, I would love that. Actually, yeah. I would love that. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Well, that's it. Speaking of which, there will be a jester review next week. I'm yep. hoping. Ooh, the fact that I just said that means we need to do it now. So we'll make sure we do it. Uh, But anyways, um, yeah, this has been fun, guys. So let's wrap it up. Ladies and gentlemen, everyone who tuned in, thank you so much. Uh, Again, please follow us on social media, at Royal Geek Pod, wherever you uh, would like to, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, Follow us there. And also, please hit the subscribe button wherever you are watching, wherever you were listening. And please return next week. Uh, In two weeks... We will be beginning our reviews of Mandalorian Season 3. So that is on the horizon. Get excited about that. And, of course, um, you know, the next Marvel project, I believe, is Secret Invasion, which I literally am more excited about Secret Invasion than Guardians. I'm more excited for Secret Invasion yeah. than a lot of things, if I have to be real. <laughs> it's, it should be incredible. Blade. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really just fired up for it. So, um, yeah. anyways... Big shout out to all of you. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, as for my friends, Sandy and Shimato, this is T-Roll saying thank you so much for tuning in to the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next time, you peasants. Peasants.